All right, welcome to another episode of the Arizona Timeless Tours Podcast. Hey, folks, we're 11 days from Christmas. I'm recording this 11 days until Christmas. I went to two locations today, so I'm like, let me hop on to uh, the podcast and tell people why it's fresh in the mind. Uh, It it happened like five hours ago. Uh, I went up to Globe, Arizona. I went to the Globe Cemetery for the sixth time, and I went for the second time to the Beshbagawa Ruins in the globe that place is absolutely phenomenal so that's what we're going to talk about we're also going to talk about the tewksbury graham pleasant valley war uh the largest uh bloodiest deadliest feud in u.s history a lot of people believe it's the hatfield mccoys they couldn't be more wrong stay tuned I want to keep the music on. I love it. It's like a country western music here for uh, Christmas music. So yeah, this morning, the alarm went off at 6.40 this morning. Uh, I really didn't feel like getting up. I almost didn't. But I know that's exactly how I'm going to feel the night prior. I'm like, I, you know, I'm at that age where you're going to get up to in the middle of the night anyway, around 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, you know what? I feel pretty good. I wake up. I do what I have to do. I go back to bed. And I know that that next couple of hours of sleep, once that alarm goes off, I'm going to feel like absolute crud and I'm not going to want to get up. And it's exactly what happened today. And I felt a little bit more cruddier uh, getting up this morning. And uh, I'm like, man, I should just left at 2.30 in the morning when I got up. But uh Got up, it was like 49 degrees outside, stopped and uh, put uh, some gas in the Jeep, got a coffee, and headed out to Globe. I've been to Globe at least seven times uh, since I've moved here, uh, seven times in probably the last two years. I I really love it up in Globe. Uh, You go through, what, uh, Superior, and then through um, uh, the top of the world and Miami and uh, Claypool to get to Globe. Um, I love that 60 East Drive. If you have people in from out of town and you just want to go on a scenic drive, jump on the 60 East and you won't be disappointed. Head up to Globe, stop for, uh, you know, eating in the morning or lunch or dinner or something like that. Now that the Apache Trail is closed and you can't take anybody up there, take them on that 60 East. As soon as you get, as soon as you leave Superior, man, the views are. They're astonishing. Best, some of the best views you'll ever see on any drive. It's really, it's really phenomenal. And today, the weather—it was raining this morning, so you had some dark clouds. You had some, you had some really puffy white clouds off in the distance. Some dark sky, some really blue sky. And the way the sun was coming through and hitting certain spots of the mountains, it was, it was unbelievable. It's like when you go to the Grand Canyon and you, 
you 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 stay at the Grand Canyon all day and you watch as the sun goes across the Grand Canyon and the shadows are cast and the different, you know, it looks totally different than when you got there this morning. It looks totally different in the afternoon. And uh, the evening sunset is phenomenal. And that's kind of what it's like driving the 60 East to Globe. It's absolutely beautiful outside of Superior. I mean, it is unbelievable. It's a short, uh, let's see, from Gilbert, once I jump on the uh, the 60 East, it's, it's a little less than 70 miles to get to Globe. It's really quick. They've they've redone all that road. The road is smooth. They had one construction site, but it was only like five miles uh, before you get to Globe. Uh, they had to flag people out. So, you know, you had to wait, I don't know, four or five minutes. It seems like an eternity when you're waiting on the side of the road in the middle of no man's land with 25 cars in front of you and about 15 behind you. And you're like, okay, let's go. Let's move. And uh, it was like that going in and out. But again, five minutes tops, you stood there and waited for uh, your turn to uh, go up the road. That place. And then the drive, it's probably, the drive back is probably more scenic than the drive in. You'll have to tell me what you think about that. They're both absolutely beautiful, though. So why did I go? I am doing a study on the Pleasant Valley War. There will be a huge podcast coming out and probably a couple-part podcast uh, to keep them in within 25 minutes each on the Pleasant Valley War, known also as the Tewksbury-Graham feud, largest feud in U.S. history. I'm going to say it again, largest feud in U.S. history. Now, a lot of people will refute that and say it was the Hatfield and McCoys, or they'll say something else. And uh, nowhere else can I find a bigger feud between two groups than the Tewksbury and Grams. And uh, when you look it up, when you look at the death tolls over the 10-year period of this feud, it ranges, everybody puts it between 30 and 50 people dead because of this feud. And uh, I've read a lot of books, a lot of magazines, I'm reading a new book uh, that I found new information in called uh, The Women of the Tewksbury-Graham Feud, The Women of the Pleasant Valley View, uh, War. Um, you know, so much has been talked about, uh, so many books written about the men of the Pleasant Valley War, not enough about the women. And man, when you get into the stories of what the women do, you know, when their husbands die up in Pleasant Valley, uh, you know, it's... <laughs> That's when you you have to have a big family to help take care of the baby and the four-year-old and the nine-year-old and to keep moving forward. And so I found two grave sites of two of the main people in the Tewksbury-Graham feud. One was the wife of John Tewksbury, who passed away in the feud in 1887 in a brutal way. He died in a terrible way. Uh, we'll get more into that in another podcast, but um, you know, long story kind of short to give you a little background on it. He dies when his family is being held up for ten days in a cabin. People are firing at this cabin for ten solid days in 1887 uh, during this feud, and there are women and children and young boys and men inside of this cabin for ten straight days before the sheriff comes to help them out and get them out of there, get them some you know, clean water, some food. Um, I can't even imagine what that would have been like. It was the bloodiest time of the Tewksbury-Graham uh, feud was 1887. It didn't get any bloodier and nastier than 1887. Well, her name was Mary Ann Tewksbury. It became Mary Ann Rhodes later after her husband passed away that day 
or that year. And um, so, yeah, I found the grave of Mary Ann Tewksbury, now Mary Ann Rhodes. She is buried, as I'm reading this book, she lived in Florence. Now, if anybody know, if anybody... Well, if you, anyone listens to this, this podcast on a regular basis, you know I love Florence. I think it's way better than Tombstone. It's one of the most, most historic towns in Arizona. You got to get to Florence, and I'll put that plug in right now. Uh, you know, I do the Florence tours I'm, for the next three months, seven days a week, uh, two tours a day. I, I go out to Florence and do a historic walk, 90-minute walk through Florence. It costs $75 per person. And a minimum of two people is needed. You'll get with me at deanb7010 at gmail.com. Tell me what day, see if I have it opened, and tell me what time you would like to go out. I like to do them between 10 a.m. and 12 p.m., Monday through Sunday. But just throw it out there. We've had some great tours, great times. And I believe at the end of the tour, you will say it's better than Tombstone. Much more history, and the history still stands there. That history does not still stand in Tombstone. So let's get back to uh, Marianne Tewksbury's grave. And I found out that she lived in Florence, so I'll add that to my Florence tour. Uh, there is a little child buried in the Florence Cemetery, but she is in the Coolidge Cemetery off of the 287 going towards the Casa Grande National Monument area. I've been, I've passed it uh, many of times. I went out there looking for it, and all I had was a picture because somebody in one of these grave uh, site things online that are normally you can trust and go out and find it. It said something like section four row eight grave 18, you know, of this cemetery. Well, as I get in there, every section is alpha. It's, 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 um, it's not numerical. It's all by letter. So there's section A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, but in, in the rows are marked but that's it. So what I have is going to do me absolutely no good. And there are a couple of thousand graves uh, in this cemetery. So I pulled up next to the maintenance shop and somebody was in there. And I'll have to give a shout out to these people. I've done it on Facebook. This normally doesn't happen. I normally do not get help within cemeteries when I'm looking for historical people. And I, I think that's a shame. I, I don't understand it myself. The one in Tucson, that's huge. It's got 46,000 graves. Probably the best cemetery in the state for uh, major movers and shakers of the state in the uh, 1870s and 1880s are buried in that location. And they're not going to tell you or give you any help on trying to find anybody in there. I, I can't figure it out, but they're not going to do that. I know they're busy, but uh, a map of those locations would be great, but they want to hide it instead of show it. But that's a, that's another podcast. So this this gentleman goes out and he's we're looking and we're analyzing the one and only picture I've got, and it does look like there's a little bit of grass, some cloves, you know, laying around. And then as he analyzes the picture as we're out there, he says, "Well, it looks like there's trees." And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. We see some dirt. We see a little bit of grass. Where do you see trees?" And he he was looking as a, as a landscaper. He saw some some branches on uh, the dirt there. And uh, so he went to this one section, and we started looking, and 15 minutes later, we found the grave. And I was so grateful for his help, and uh, we found Mary Ann Rhodes, uh, who used to be Mary Ann Tewksbury, married to John Tewksbury, who passed away in 1887 during uh, the bloodiest year of the Tewksbury-Graham feud. 
And uh, so when I found that, then I found uh, another grave, and that was the grave of Ed Tewksbury. Now, Ed Tewksbury is known for shooting and killing Tom Graham. Tom Graham was the last Graham boy to be killed in the Pleasant Valley, Valley War. That was the last killing of the Pleasant Valley War. It pretty much came to an end after Tom Graham uh, was shot by Ed Tewksbury. And uh, that happened in Tempe, Arizona. Not up in, in Pleasant Valley, but in Tempe, he is buried. I, I've done, I've went to the grave of Tom uh, to, of, of Tom Graham. He is buried in the um, Phoenix Memorial uh, Park uh, in downtown Phoenix, the seven separate cemeteries that used to be, well, there, it's one cemetery, but it used to be seven separate cemeteries in Phoenix in the 1800s. Uh, he is buried there. I had been to that uh, uh, Pioneer and Military Memorial Park, is what it's called in downtown Phoenix, at least 10 times, and never came across uh, Tom Graham. And so I had to go back down there a couple of weeks ago and check that out. And uh, so it showed me that Ed Tewksbury was buried in Globe Cemetery. Now, if I had to rank my favorite cemeteries were there's so much history you can spend all day in these cemeteries and i did um over october i did a pioneer cemetery tour up in globe and claypool uh you can still book those if you want so if i'm not busy doing the florence tours again deanb7010 at gmail.com will drive up there again it's about a 140 mile round trip take about three and a half hours uh, maybe four hours uh, to accomplish that uh, that trip, but uh, we'll look at like nine different grave sites and two different cemeteries of some phenomenal people in Arizona history. But um, yeah, so I drove up there, went went to that cemetery. That cemetery ranks number two. The, the first one is the Evergreen Cemetery in Tucson, forty six thousand graves. Most of those graves were moved in the early nineteen hundreds from an from another grave uh, yard just a couple of miles down the road unbelievable grave uh, yard uh the people that are buried in evergreen it's it's just it's mind-blowing and same with the holy cross cemetery right next door to it unbelievable history in those two cemeteries and then number two is going to be globe globe is absolutely phenomenal it, it truly is absolutely phenomenal so i go up there and I can't believe it because once I go into the entrance, have you ever been to that cemetery? It's like a one lane. There is nowhere to move around. I'm lucky that I've never come across, never, and I've been up there so many times, never come across a car trying to get out because you would just have to go backwards. You're stuck inside of this, like, uh, if you ever had these old Hot Wheel tracks, you're stuck. You have to go backwards. There's nowhere for the pass. There are a few spots you can pull over on some on dirt. And if you're in those locations, which are only like two or three spots in the whole area, that's it. Same road you go in, you come out on. And uh, I did not realize 50 yards going in, there it was. And it's like four feet off the ground. Three Tewksbury's are buried in this one area. There are three headstones right there. And it actually says Tewksbury on the bottom of the cement. So you can see it. Never, never uh, realized or saw that it was there. And it's like when you buy a new car and you think it, you haven't seen a lot of these cars and you like this car and you buy it and you get out there and you start driving it and then you see your car everywhere. And it's even the same color. You see this car everywhere. It's the same when I go to these graveyards. I walk by these, 
these historic graves that I'm going to start learning about in the future. And uh, yeah, I just they just don't stick out. Uh, so I went to Ed Tewksbury's grave, uh, did a TikTok video on it. Uh, I'm putting together, again, an unbelievable podcast, YouTube video. Uh, most of my YouTubes uh, on the Arizona Time with Tours YouTube channel are lives now, but uh, I will be putting out a uh, a video on the Tewksbury Graham feud coming up, coming soon in 2022. Um, I really look forward to that. That This thing is is really unbelievable. A lot of people think it has to do with sheep. And if if you think or if you've been told that it has to do with sheep, then that's why I need to do a podcast and get the the actual information out there. Because sheep, this this feud went on for 10 years and sheep were only in the valley for 4 months. In January, all of January, February, March and April and they were gone, never to be seen again. So this feud wasn't about sheep herders coming up. And you know, and with the cattle people and, and them going against each other. No, no, it had a part, but it had nothing to do with this 10 year war between these two families. Uh, a lot of other families are attached to this. You know, when you moved up to Pleasant Valley, you had to take a side. You either were on the side of the Grams or you were on the side of the Tewksbury's. This is much bigger than the Hatfield and McCoys. The Hatfield and McCoys don't even come close to the feud that was going on between the Tewksbury's and the Grams. This delayed Arizona statehood for over a year, folks. You know, those people sitting in Washington are like, look at these people. We can't even get this under control up there. There's no way that we're going to allow them to be a state. So This stuff needs to get taken care of, and uh, then we'll think about it. But it delayed Arizona statehood for over a year because of the Tewksbury, Tewksbury Graham feud. Unbelievable. It, it truly is. When I was up there, let me just say really quick, I know I've checked out Finn. I've done a, a YouTube video on Finn Clanton, brother of Billy and Ike Clanton from the OK Corral. He's buried there. On um, his tombstone, it says, all good people don't wear badges. Yeah, interesting, interesting thing to put on a tombstone. So... Next to him, there there are people, this, this cemetery, there's no vacancies here, folks. Maybe down in the news section below, but there's no vacancies. This place has his tombstone on top of tombstone up uh, in there. And uh, next to Finn Clanton, I did a video. I read some uh, Arizona history books uh, by some great authors, and I found out that somebody was actually buried next to him, but they moved the headstone. They moved it out. So it looks like just this plot, little plot of land, and it sticks out like a sore thumb because you're like, how is this plot empty next to Finn Clanton? And it's not. Buried in that section is a gentleman named Elliot Ferguson. But when he came to Arizona, he changed his name because he got in trouble with the law and he got in with the Clanton and the McClary's and he had it out with the Earp brothers and all this stuff. The vendetta ride for Wyatt Earp, the second person they were going after was... Elliot Ferguson, but what was his name when he moved to Tombstone? And when he moved to Tombstone, he moved right across the street from Wyatt Earp. When you go there today, the Wyatt Earp house that they say it's Wyatt Earp's, but it's not the original location. It's like an art gallery with the little horse thing out in front of it. Right across the street is a like a greenish house that has sells like flowers and trinkets. That's actually the Pete Spence house. That's Elliot Ferguson's house. He was AKA Pete Spence cowboy gang member of the Clanton and the McClary's and horse rustling and all this. 
and having it out with the Earps while they were in Tombstone. That guy is buried right next to Finn Clanton. He actually marries Finn. Finn and him are business partners, okay, for a long time. They're friends for a long time. And when Finn dies, a little time later, uh, Pete marries Finn's wife, okay? When he dies, he's buried right next to Finn Clanton. And some reason, years ago, I'm talking years and years ago, they removed the headstone from that area. They removed everything from that area. They had a little outline, a cement outline of the grave site with the, with the headstone there, and they removed it. And for the longest time, I couldn't find it because somebody said, well, they moved it not too far away. It's just a headstone. No, it's not just a headstone, and I found it today. And the reason I couldn't find it is because it looks like a regular grave. It's not but 50 yards away on the other side of the road, right up on top of the road. And but because it's outlined in a cement outline, like the rest of like a lot of those graves in the globe are done. And then up at the top, there it was, Elliot Ferguson. At the bottom of the name Elliot Ferguson, which was in very big bold letters, is is a uh, is the name Pete Spence. And then down at the down at the bottom, it says approximate location. Uh, so it even say, it, it's even saying it on the tombstone there that this is not the original location of Pete Spence's grave, Elliot Ferguson's grave site. It was over there next to Finn Clanton. He's buried under there next to Finn Clanton. But for some reason, folks, they make it look like that's an original burial spot right across the street from the where he's actually buried. And I can't figure that out. So if you know why Pete Spence is buried over there and why they moved it, please let me know. Uh, those graves aren't marked. You know, there are some really uh, historical grave markers in there that are marked with these big white signs for people to go through so you don't have to look forever for certain people. Like Al Sieber, the great uh, Indian scout and uh, fought during the Apache Wars and was pretty much unbelievable. His, his is, there's a big white sign there. You can't miss Al uh, Sieber's gravesite. Um, Glenn Thompson, who was a sheriff up in, um, in Gila County, his is, he got a big, he's got a big white uh, sign on his. He, he passed away while transporting nine Apaches, one of them being the Apache Kid through Riverside Station back in 1889. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a lot. But Finn and uh, Pete Spence's graves aren't marked. And they play a huge part in, if you love the history of Tombstone, like most people do. That's why I do the Florence tours. I think Florence is better than Tombstone. I think it's got as much as not more history than Tombstone. Need to take the tour with me. DNB7010 at gmail.com. Just give me a time. Minimum of two people, $75 a person. And uh, we will go and check that out. We always have a great time. And I always ask the question at the end, is it better than Tombstone? So far, everyone, most of, most of everyone, can't say 100%, most of everyone is on my side on this. So anyhow, yeah. So I, I found that grave site while it was up there. That was great. Then I went to Beshbagawa. If you haven't gotten to the Beshbagawa ruins in Globe, and it's owned by the, by the, um, the city of Globe, you need to check it out. It's a 200-room Pueblo. It used to be a main trading post uh, from the 11th and 12th centuries. So through the 11th and 12th centuries, this was a main trading hub up there. It's a 200-room rebuilt. It's like Tuzigut. 
Um, you know, they 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 redid it. They rebuilt it back up. It's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you'll you'll spend about forty five minutes to an hour. They have a phenomenal museum where all the stuff that they found from that location is in the museum. They have like a twelve to thirteen minute uh, video if you want to watch. There, they have some great books of cliff dwellings and ruins throughout the Southwest or just in the Arizona area, and it costs you five dollars. I was happy to go up there just to give them the five dollars to keep it going. Five dollars for this extraordinary site called Beshbagawa. Uh, I think they left there some. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, on the sign it says uh, through the uh, the uh, the eleven and twelve hundred, so um, the eleventh and twelfth century. So that's what I'll go with. It's a little different on stuff that I look up on the computer, but uh, I'll take what they say at the site as as you know closest the closest date that they you know have to be to be true. Um, but uh, a very old site redone. Get out to see it. Beshpagawa cost you five dollars. Awesome, awesome historical site in the state of Arizona. You got to get up there and check it out. So I went up there for about 40 minutes, did a TikTok video on it. 95% of the stuff that I put out now is not on YouTube or Instagram, folks. It's on TikTok. So if you don't follow me on TikTok, you're missing the, the new stuff. People only want to see me in about 30 to 40 second or less videos. We have 143,000 followers in just over a year. 143,000 followers, my best social media app that I have. Okay, compare it to being on YouTube for almost five years, putting in thousands upon thousands of hours of filming, uh, hundreds of dollars in equipment and, and editing and putting out there. And we have something like, uh, I think we just hit 3,900 followers on YouTube. So we're also on Instagram. We're also on Arizona Timeless Tours Facebook. Check us out. Tell us you found us on the Facebook or wherever you, you heard, maybe I just on the podcast let me know where you found us so we can put more emphasis on those locations. But right now, it is TikTok. That's the number one app. It's where everybody's at. 143,000 followers. And if I had to guess, somewhere in the 35 to 40 million total views I have on that channel. One video has 8.4 million views by itself. So um, check it out. We probably got like 450 TikToks or more on there as of today. Anyhow. I appreciate everybody, everybody who listens to the podcast, everybody who rates the podcast and leaves a comment. It's the only way the podcast can grow. Um, I hope everybody, uh, this should be my last podcast of the year. So my next podcast will be next year in 2022, which isn't that, isn't that far away, isn't that far away. I just put the other podcast out like six days ago. So you got two podcasts almost back to back for me. I got to do a better job of putting these podcasts out uh, over the next year. All right, folks, that's going to do it. That's going to do it. I hope everybody has a great holiday. I really do. Stay safe out there. Enjoy it. Get out there and discover this great state of Arizona. It's that time of year. 71 degrees today. Unbelievable. 11 days before Christmas. Take care. Stay safe. Sign up for those tours at DeanB7010 at gmail.com. <laughs>